With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You will not be able to stay home, brother. You will not be able to plug in, turn on, and cop out. You will not be able to lose yourself on stag and skip out for beer during commercials because the revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be brought to you by Xerox in four parts without commercial interruption. The revolution will not show you pictures of Nixon blowing a bugle and leading the charge by John Mitchell, General Abrams, and Spiro Agnew to eat hog moths confiscated from the Harlem sanctuary. The revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be brought to you by the shape of a war theater and will not star Natalie Woods and Steve McQueen or Bullwinkle and Julia. The revolution will not give your mouth sex appeal. The revolution will not get rid of the nub. The revolution will not make you look five pounds thinner because the revolution will not be televised, brother. There will be no pictures of you and Willie Mae pushing that shopping cart down the block on the dead run or trying to slide that color TV into a stolen ambulance. NBC will not be able to predict the winner at 8.32 on the court from 29 districts. The revolution will not be televised. There will be no pictures of pigs shooting down brothers on the instant replay. There will be no pictures of pigs shooting down brothers on the instant replay. There will be no pictures of Whitney Young being run out of Harlem on the rail with a brand new process. There will be no slow motion or still life of Roy Wilkins strolling through Watts in a red, black, and green liberation jumpsuit that he has been saving for just the proper occasion. Beverly Hillbilly, and Hooterville Junction will no longer be so damn relevant, and women will not care if Dick finally got down with Jane on Search for Tomorrow, because black people will be in the street looking for a brighter day. The revolution will not be televised. There will be no highlights on the 11 o'clock news and no pictures of Harry R. Women Liberationist and Jackie Onassis blowing her nose. The theme song will not be written by Jim Webb or Francis Scott Key, nor sung by Glenn Campbell, Tom Jones, Johnny Cash, Engelbert Humperdinck, or The Rare Earth. The revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be right back after a message about a white tornado, white lightning, or white people. You will not have to worry about a dove in your bedroom, the tiger in your tank, or the giant in your toilet bowl. The revolution will not go better with coke. The revolution will not fight germs that may cause bad breath. The revolution will put you in the driver's seat. The revolution will not be televised, will not be televised, will not be televised, will not be televised. The revolution will be no rerun, brothers. The revolution will be live. Hello, and welcome to Provocative Thought, intimately known as PT, striving to awaken those who are asleep, stimulate those who are awakened. Feed those who are starving and nurture those who seek to know. I am your host, Carlton Steve, a self-proclaimed student of life in the search, discovery, 
and revelation of life on life's terms. First, I'd like to thank Queen Mother for Real Media for allowing me to host this show. I'd also like to thank the Creator for allowing me to be. You can contact the show by dialing 347-989-0180. Please press 1 to speak. Again, 347-989-0180. Please press 1 to speak. That's the number 1 if you want to speak, if you're calling on a cell phone or a landline. You can reach us on the Internet at www.blogtalkradio.com backslash Queen Mother, the number 4, real. And listen to the show live. You can also contact us on Facebook at Provocative Thought PT Community Organization. Tonight's topic, the electoral vote versus the popular vote. Instead of voting directly for a presidential candidate and vice presidential running mate, voters in the 50 states and the District of Columbia vote for a slate of electors. Electors Electors are pledged to vote for a particular presidential ticket, president, vice president, you know, team. Like, you know. The political parties in each state select a slate of electors. Electors selected by the party of the candidate. Candidate winning the most popular vote in a state become the electors for that state. Instead of just tallying the total number of votes cast across the nation in presidential elections, votes are counted state by state. So votes are counted in a state, not states all at once. It's state votes are counted separately. And you win that state. The president is elected by a small segment of individuals called electors or the electoral college. Is that okay? Is that how a democracy or republic functions? There is no national election for president, only separate state elections. There are 538 electors, a majority of 700, I mean, the majority of 270 electoral votes is required to elect the president. I'm going to do a little political. Uh, Definition here. Democracy. What is a democracy? It's a form of government in which people choose leaders by voting. A country ruled by democracy, an organization, or a situation in which everyone is treated equally and has equal rights. So, demo uh, means people, crisis means rule. Basically, the the word means people rule. So, if the United States of America is a democratic government of people or nation should choose or vote to select a leader by popular vote, not electoral vote. Republic, you might have heard, be familiar with this, and, uh, for one nation and to the republic for what it stands in the, what's that, the Pledge of Allegiance. So um, a republic is a government having a chief of state who is not a monarch or 
and who in modern times is usually a president. So a political unit as a nation having such a form of government, a government in which supreme power resides in a body of citizens entitled to vote and is exercised by elected officers and representatives responsible to them and governing, governing according to law. So these elected officers are supposed to be responsible to the body of citizens. You see a little, there'll be a little difference in that, but you go a little farther. And so a Republican body is a Republican also a body of persons who are freely engaged in a specific activity. If the United States of America is a republic, the citizens are entitled to vote for representatives in government who are responsible to represent them. That should be by popular vote, just as it is for the election of a mayor, a governor, a senator, or a congressman. So why the difference? So it takes 270 electoral votes to win the presidency. Different states have different um, electoral numbers of electoral votes. So instead of directly for Instead of voting directly for a presidential candidate, voters in the 50 states and the District of Columbia, which they passed the law and it's in the Constitution, this is, you know, which is okay, the District of Columbia deserves to participate in the voting process also. Electors who are pledged to vote for a particular presidential ticket. So the political parties in each state select a slate of electors, the electors selected by the party become, you know, the candidate for the uh, winning the most popular uh, votes in the state. So Thomas Jefferson was elected by, was not elected by popular vote, but by winning the majority of electoral votes. He was elected by the House of Representatives for more, for more about the role of the House of Representatives in deciding presidential elections. Well, the electoral vote is in direct conflict with the popular vote and the idea of democracy, people rule, or a republic. Supreme power resides in a body of citizens entitled to vote and is exercised by elected officers and representatives responsible to them and governing according to law. Unless we aren't, we aren't citizens. Average Joe is not a citizen and therefore, you know, not entitled his vote doesn't count. Anyway, the electoral vote allows candidates to be selected as president and vice president based on the popular vote in each state plus the number of representatives each state has in the House of Representatives, the Senate and the House of Representatives. The actual number of representatives in a Congress do not reflect the number of actual voters. So the number of representatives in Congress do not reflect the number of actual voters, because, you know, they represent a certain population based on the state's population. America could have voted for the loser of the electoral vote and the winner of the popular vote. And we have Hillary Clinton, the winner of the popular vote, and we have Mr. Trump, is the winner of the uh, electoral vote. The popular vote is used to win the electoral vote of that state. The popular vote is not tallied up 
to select the winner of the presidential race. It is contrary to the so-called democratic process of majority rule by popular vote. Or is that part of the democratic process? I could be wrong. Tell me, where do individuals vote for a candidate and that candidate is not selected by the popular vote? All other political elections are selected by popular vote, mayor, congressman, senate, House representatives, governors, judges, attorney general, and so forth. I think they're attorney general. I'm not a good politics thing, so this is my first shot at it. So, simply, they simply receive the most votes. That's who should be president, like it or not. That's it. I'm, what I'm saying is, if Donald Trump received the popular vote, he deserves to be president because most people voted for him. Most people that voted voted for him. They simply received the most votes. That used to be president, like it or not. If most people vote for you, you win the election, any election. There are over 500,000 elected officials in the United States. Remember, elect means to choose, select. It is not a game. More than a dozen states do not have laws on the books to punish faithless electors meaning that an elector could legally change his or her mind and despise the popular vote. By, according to the Federal Archives, electors generally hold a leadership position in the party or were chosen to recognize years of loyal service to the party throughout our history as a nation. More than 99% of electors have voted as pledged. But if that vote's already determined for 99% of most electors during these elections. So electors are selected by a party, and they get to vote twice. If they have their, their vote as a citizen, then they have another vote as an elector, which seems to count a little more when it comes to president. That's a violation of the constitutional right of everyone who is only afforded the right to vote one time. Again, unless everybody else is not a citizen. If we're all citizens, we all should be equal. How many electoral votes does does each state have? Each state has a number of electoral votes equal to its number of senators to plus its number of members in the United States House of Representatives. That depends on the population of the state. The electoral college is a process not a place. The founding fathers established it in the Constitution. Constitutional, as a compromise between election of the president by vote in Congress and election of the president by popular vote of qualified citizens. So, sounds like it was designed to take away the power from the people. The Electoral Congress, the Electoral College process consists of the selection of electors, the meeting of the electors, the meeting of the electors where they vote for president and vice president, and the counting of the electoral votes by Congress. The Electoral College consists of, as I said, 538 electors, majority of 270 electoral votes is required to elect the president. That's not a lot. You can, you, that's doable. 
your state's entitled allotment of electors equals the number of members of its con- congressional delegation, one from each member in the House of Representatives, plus two of your senators. So, and if it's, it, well, that's historically, the 23rd Amendment allows the District of Columbia thing um, process. So, does my vote count? Understanding the electoral college. I don't know. Now, from what I just read and shared with you guys, do you think that your vote counts? Are you voting for a president when you go to the polls uh, every four years, every eight years, or are you voting to win the electoral vote in that state? The Electoral College is not the worst team in the ACC. It's the group of people who actually elect the President of the United States. How the Electoral College works is one of the more complicated parts of the American electoral process. I'm in total agreement with that because I'm totally confused. What can be at least when things go smoothly. This guy will this guy will explain how the electoral college works. And he's got a guideline here. How the electoral college works. In November of a presidential election year, each state holds an election for president in which all eligible citizens may vote. I'm assuming that's us, guys like me, you guys listening, and some guys that ain't listening. Okay? Citizens vote for a ticket of candidates that include a candidate for president and a candidate for vice president. The outcome of the vote in each state determines a slate of electors who then, in turn, makes the actual choice of president and vice president. I'm going to read that one more time because I'm not saying it. The outcome of the vote in each state determines a slate of electors who then, in turn, make the actual choice of president and vice president. That's a hard pill to swallow. Each state has as many electors as it has senators and members of the House of Representatives, a total of 538. In December, the electors meet in their respective state capitals to cast their ballots for president and vice president. In December, the electors meet in their respective state capitals to cast their ballots for president and vice president. Okay? States may or may not require the electors to vote with the popular majority. They may or may not give all of their electors to the winner, the winner of the statewide popular vote. It sounds like a, a card game or something. Monopoly. Uh, the ballots are open, counted, and certified by a joint session of Congress in January. Here's something else. If no candidate wins a majority of the electoral vote, or if the top two candidates are tied the House of Representatives selects a president from amongst the five candidates with the most votes. Each state's delegation has a single vote. The Senate 
selects a vice president by the same process. Anyway, what happens to his people? What does this mean in practice? It means, as everyone learned or was reminded in 2000 and in 2016, that the candidate who receives the most votes nationwide does not necessarily become president. There is no national election for president. There is no national election for president. Only state, separate state election, okay? Let me say it one more time. There is no national election for president. Only separate state election. How many people went to the uh, voting booth with that on their mind? For a candidate to become president, he or she must win enough state elections to garner a majority majority of electoral votes. All right, citizens? I saw a lot of uh, go-out vote signs this year. It also means that, at least in theory, electors can thwart the popular will and vote for a candidate not supported by the voters of their state. In practice, however, electors are pledged to cast their vote in accordance with the popular vote. And faithless electors who go against the popular vote are extremely rare. That sounds like uh, pampering right there. Just, I mean, I don't know. How does that sound like to uh, some of my listeners out there? That sounds like people are pampering with the voting process, your uh, right to vote, your constitutional right to vote. You have a right to vote, but you don't vote the president in office. You can, but you can cast your vote. You can vote for a mayor, though. Why not a popular vote? When debating, when debating whether some aspect of the Constitution makes sense, it's useful sometimes to think of the Constitution as an experiment, this guy's saying. I'm like, wow, you know what? And he might be right because these guys wrote what they thought was best for the time that they wrote it. Was it was that 1777, 1787, whenever. So... Here's some things about the uh, con- about, uh, electoral college. The electoral college was a compromise on two important issues. The first was how much power the people should have, and the second was how much power small and large states should have. If people do not have the power, who has the power? If the people do not have the power, why do they go to war? Power to the people. In 1787, it wasn't all clear whether democracy would work. In fact, democracy was a bit of a dirty word in some people's minds. It raised fears of mob rule. This is one of the reasons why they created this electoral vote, to maintain control from people who didn't have the mind to make a uh, decision, a sound decision, because the role of president was so important. Most of the framers thought that people couldn't be trusted to elect the president directly. Instead, they should elect 
electorate who should convene as a college of electors to consider the available candidates and pick the best man for the job. I'm going to say that this is back in 1787. These guys are still wearing them funny shoes and a ruffle of shirts. I said because of the role of the president, because the role of the president was so important, most of the framers of the Constitution, right, thought that the people couldn't be trusted to elect the president directly. Instead, they should elect electors who would convene as a college of electors to consider available candidates and pick the best man for the job. Now, that being said, these electors felt in 2016 that Donald Trump is the best man for the job, but actually he was the only man for the job because he was running against a woman. But the electors thought he was the best man for the job. I don't know. Uh, the nation didn't. Most of the nation didn't. But a lot of the a lot of people, you know, were behind Trump. And this is not a... Uh, Conversation about Donald Trump, just using that as an example. He's the best man for the job. That's why he's the president elect, anyway. So, before the uh, revolution, the British colonists, colonists didn't have much of consciousness of, didn't have much of a consciousness of being Americans. They may have identified themselves instead with the British Empire, empire and with their own colonies. After the revolution, loyalty the ones state often still came first. The Constitution was intended to unite the states under a single national government, but not entirely. Small states like New Jersey feared that if they formed a union with the other 12 states, they'd be swallowed up under the influence of more populous states like Virginia and New York. Virginia and New York, of course, thought that they should have the most influence. That's why the states have equal representation in the Senate, but representation by population in the House of Representatives. It's a compromise that allows large states to get their due, but still allows small states to keep their identities and fight for their interests. Anyway, so People versus the electors, another historical perspective. Actually, the last president to be elected by a majority of voters was George H.W. Bush in 1988. That's interesting. And in 1996, Bill Clinton won with a plurality more than any other candidate, but less than half of the total vote because there was three major candidates because the third candidate, Aura, I mean, H. Roth Perut, failed to win a majority anywhere. He didn't win any electoral vote, and Clinton was able to win a majority of the electoral votes without winning a majority of the popular vote. George W. Bush wasn't the first candidate to become president despite losing the popular vote either. It, was, it happened in 1824 
course, we know that's Andrew Jackson. I mean, Talked about that. In 1876, his Democratic candidate Samuel Tilton narrowly won the popular vote over Republican candidate Rutherford B. Hayes. I remember that guy. But 20 contested electoral votes took Bennett, earlier man from winning, either man from winning the majority of electors, in the compromise that ended the federal occupation of the South that had begun after the Civil War, Congress certified all 20 contested votes as having been cast for Hayes. So in that election, Congress made the decision. So what we see here is a systemic approach to controlling elections and so-called power in the country because the president is not a king, so... You have to wonder why they want to control the president. He's not a he's not a king. He doesn't have all. He's not all powerful. He can be vetoed. You know, you've seen what happened with um, Obama in his eight years. He was, you know, Republican uh, House went against him many times, and I'm, I'm sure he could have done a lot more with a uh, more compliant, willing, actually something. Whether the outcome in each case is fair. Ask yourself, what is really fair? Should the candidate with the most votes nationwide always become president? Or should we be concerned about the power of a few states to swing a popular vote to a candidate that doesn't really have national support? There's no right answer, and you'll be asked to explore these issues in more depth. This guy says, "Did we? What? What's the What is the point in voting if you want to switch it around to we're going to control control the vote, and you guys aren't intelligent enough to make an intelligent decision about who you want to be? You vote for the president, you got the vice president. So that's a, you know, they come together. So, I mean, what a farce, charade." and a sham. The most popular votes mean the most people elected the candidate for presidency. Any elected candidate might not have national support. Right? Well, the hell, what the hell is national support anyway? Uh, what is national support? Is national support, support most people in the nation all voted for you because most people in the nation voted for you then you should be president if that's what national... I don't even know what national support is because based on what these guys do, you can win the popular vote, but the electoral uh, college will vote, can vote the other candidate in as president. So what is national support? Is it national support, the support of the electors, or the support of the so-called citizens who have the right to vote for a candidate? I'm very confused. Sounds like some more political jargon. National support, the support of the majority of the people or the nation, is or should be determined by the popular vote. That is support enough. Sounds more like the candidate selected by the Electoral College does not have national support since he is voted in office by a small population via the Electoral College. Now, mind you, Sometimes the Electoral College of 
the votes you receive from the Electoral College and the popular vote, you win both of those. Which well, seems uh, nice. I don't know how that happens. I guess um, the electors like that guy too, and they vote for him. You know, I don't know. Basically, I'm, I'm hearing about the people pledge to vote, so they already knew. you already know you had those votes coming your way. So it sounds like the fix is on the election before we even, Joe Citizen, gets a chance to pull a lever. The fix is on with the uh, electoral college. So, not to mention electors are afforded the opportunity to vote twice and pledge their vote for a particular party. So what's going on here? Sounds like the electoral board vote counts and the hell with democracy. We are voting for the President of the United States, the President of the nation, and our vote should count nationally, not statewide. Talking about pissing on somebody and telling them it's raining. Well, this guy says, Justin, does my vote count? He says, yes, your vote counts. Some people have complained since 2000 that if the winner of the popular vote doesn't become president, their vote doesn't really count. Duh. So why vote at all? But every vote does count. It counts in a more complicated way. How come the rest, the rest of the elections aren't as complicated? That's a big question here. And why aren't people questioning this process, the electoral vote? Are they, are they still saying that we're so stupid and ignorant that we're incapable of selecting a president? a person uh, qualified to be president of the United States? Well, I don't know. The electors selected Donald Trump. He has no political, um, that I know, or background. So how many jobs can you get? How, how many places can you go and be the head of a corporation with no experience? How many, or the head of a social service agency, you don't have any experience? You know, social services or police department. You have, and you're gonna be the head of it. How many jobs are out there like that? You know, and I'm not saying this because of Donald Trump. I'm saying this to anybody. Like you know, and I'm not saying that I'm not saying that um, Hillary Clinton is uh, qualified or not qualified. I'm just speaking about you know the situation. Like he didn't have any experience. You know, he might do well. I don't know. He surrounded himself with a, with a lot of people who know government, and uh, he probably could do uh, something, you know. Hopefully he does something. I mean, it's about Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton. So, but every vote does count. It counts in a more complicated way. That seems very complicated to me, you know, and I guess it's a, it seems complicated to these people protesting. So, so when you vote for president, remember you're voting in a state election, not a national election. So your vote counts just as much as anyone else's in your state. But it may count more or less than of someone living in another state. For instance, if your state only has two electoral votes, your vote's going to count a little less. If your state has 20, like Pennsylvania, I think they have 20 electoral votes. Your vote is big time. California, let me see what another one. Texas, I think. New York, guys got like double figures, you know, in electoral votes. Those, those votes count in those states. So, 
Your vote counts. You just not vote for your president. You just vote when you have a state election. The question is, does the majority vote count? You know? The answer is no. If the president is elected by the electoral vote or electors, unless you are an elector, then your vote does not count towards the election of the president. It's something to think about. Is it fair? They use Alaska as a perfect example of why the electoral college was created. Because it's such a big state geographically. And because it's so far from the 48 continuous states, Alaska has unique interests that may, that many would argue, deserve representation equal to the interests of New York or California. Other big western states with small populations such as Montana and North Dakota would make similar arguments. Okay, so now we have to wonder, unique interest to who? What interest? What interest group? The Alaskan Pipeline? I smell a huge rat. So, in the presidential election, the popular vote simply means an aggregate of all voters from all states in America. It is quite possible that the candidate wins the popular vote, gets more votes overall, and yet loses the presidential election. As I said, this is because although Americans vote directly for their chosen candidate in the presidential election every four years, I don't see how you're doing that if you're voting for, for to, to win the electoral vote in your state. Uh, that's not direct. So, when Americans vote for president and vice president, they're actually voting for president, presidential electors, known collectively as the Electoral College. So, that's not directly for your president. Directly for your president means your vote goes towards your president, not towards your state electoral college. That's not a direct connection. In this case, elected, chosen by the people who elect their, who elect the chief executive. The Constitution assigns each state a number of electors equal to the combined total number of state Senate and House representative delegations. So, electors, electors assemble in their respective states on Monday after the second Wednesday in December. They are pledged and expected but not required to vote for the candidate they represent. Did that just, I don't know, did that sound like this, they got the six on the election or not? Is it me? These guys, they elected select the president and vice president of the United States and elected the symbol in their respective state on Monday after the second Wednesday in December. They are pledged but not required to vote for the candidates they represent. Now, they're selected by their party. Now, what do you think? Who do you think they're going to vote for? You know? I'm just saying. So, the Constitution Convention of 1787, which is the root of a lot of this, 
And I guess once you uh, old habits die hard, especially when they are favorable to you, whoever the you are, says that uh, they considered several methods of election the president, including selection by Congress, by the governors of the state, and by the state legislators, by a special group of members of Congress chosen but by lot and by direct popular election. See that? That's, that's a, the, 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 the democratic uh, founders. I don't know if we had a democracy in the beginning. It sounds like we have uh, landowners trying to maintain their status quo. So late in the, in the convention, the matter was referred to the Committee of Eleven or on Posted Matters which survived the electoral college system in its original form. So the committee of 11 is your, uh, predates the uh, electoral uh, college. So that's the progenitor of the, uh, if you want to say, put it that way, figurative of the electoral college. This plan was met, met with, this plan was met with widespread approval by the delegates, was incorporated into the final document with only Minor changes, it sought to reconcile deferring state and federal interests, provide a degree of popular participation in the election, give the less populous states some additional leverage in the process by providing senatorial electors, preserve the presidency as independent of Congress, and generally insulate the election process from political manipulation. I'm confused again because that sounds like political manipulation in me. I don't know. I could be wrong. The Constitution gave each state a number of electors equal. We already said that equal to the combined total of its membership in the state. So, in order to forestall partisan in, intrigue and manipulation. The electors assemble in their respective states and cast their ballots as state units rather than meet in a central location. At least one of the candidates for whom the electors vote must be an inhabitant of another state. I'm confused again. Because if you belong to another state, what are you doing casting a vote in my state and your state? You know, it's more confusing. It sounds like more manipulation of the electoral uh, process. You know, that's, that's kind of like somebody's pissing on me and telling me it's raining. A majority of electoral votes is necessary to elect a requirement intended to ensure broad acceptance of a winning candidate while election by the House was provided as a default method in the event of electoral electoral college deadlock. Finally, Congress was empowered to set nationwide dates for choice of electors. We have a call. Caller, welcome to Provocative Thought. Uh, hello. Hello, this is Q. Um, Q, what's going on, Q? Hey, hello. Hello to you and your... Engineer, whatever that is. 
Um, I just want to say I, I think it's um, it's a cheat, and the cheat's been in since the beginning, since the beginning of the um, the document, you know. And they need to get rid it's of it. A, it's a what? It's a cheat. It's a scam. It's, yeah, it's a cheat. Oh, okay. Scam. Yeah. The way they get over on us, you know, and they've been doing it since the beginning of the country, the beginning right. of the, you know, the Constitution. It's written in the Constitution that they will cheat us every four years when it comes to electing. <laughs> so, all right, so that's the Constitution has got to be all right, right? Right. It's a constitutional jit. Man. But um, they, they should get rid of it. I think it's ironic how we send in American, it's not, not American, but U.S. troops all over the world to fight for people and their, you know, for their chance to have a democratic society. And they get and they get together and they um go out and vote. You know, once that's done, you know, they get their uh, government established and they start to vote. Each person has to vote for a president or a prime minister or whatever they have. That's how it goes in all of those countries. None of those countries have this, you know, have this gist in their constitution. So I just think it's odd how these people from the United States are going over there to die for these people to have a better democratic process than, than they're a part of, you know? I think that's Hey, that's a good point. Strange that way. Because it's time for people to have a, uh, a right to uh, select their uh, elected officials, and they don't select their own uh, elected officials. Right, they don't select their own. And that's, that's sad. That's and weird. It's really Man. weird. Right. Well, maybe they don't know that they don't select. You know what I'm saying? You're right. I, I thought we maybe did. Until, uh, I didn't know until I was an adult that that I wasn't selecting the president. That's, that's really strange. All right. Well, that's I think that. we need to spread the word about the process, the system, and you know, people need to be aware that this thing was put together when the Constitution was put together. It's mm-hmm. not a, it's not something that guys, present guys put together. This is a practice. This is not, oh, let's put the things, let's put the fix on the, elect, you know, on the election this year. This is, the fix has always been in. Right. Yeah, it's right. always been that way. The race has always been fixed. So, so I'm, I'm just, I'm just, what do you think that means in terms of Obama winning, you know, two uh, terms, uh, you know, being elected for two terms? So what's that mean? Oh, that goes back to that old thing they, they taught you back in the day because because you're black, American, you have to do twice as better as the other person. So that's what he did. He got, he got to do four or five times as better as the person that he was running against. Because right. apparently a million votes isn't enough. Because what I'm right. saying, um, Hillary got a million votes more than um, the president-elect, you know? So that, that's Trump. not even sufficient. Yeah. Not sufficient. No, it's not. Because you don't, you don't vote for the president of the United States directly, even though right. these, some of these writers are saying that you – Vote directly for the president of the United States. You you can't if you have an electoral college. It's impossible. Right. So right. And, you know that's that's to me like somebody pissing on me and telling me it's raining. Yes, yeah. yeah. exactly. 
Yeah, I mean, like, come on, why, why are you going to, how do you say that when you know you have a, uh, it's not that one, you know you have something there in place, you know, mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's a candidate that's selected, you know what I'm saying, it's vote, pledge, right? Right. So who who are these candidates really talking to? Mm-hmm. You know? When they were, you know, going to all these different cities, who are they talking to? I don't know. I guess I think it, it always seems like to me, well, in my lifetime, I've only seen it happen to the Democrats, where they get gypped out. I haven't seen it happen to the Republicans, where they get gypped out of uh, an election. Right, two thousand so happened. Oh, what's the guy? Biden Gore. No, what's his name? Gore, right? Al Gore, right? Al Gore got gored in an election. Right. <laughs> That's not funny, but you know. But, you know, yeah, I mean, I, you know, my, my question is, how come nobody's complaining about the electoral college? I don't understand that. Even Hillary Clinton, even, I guess she can't complain because she's been a part of it all these years, you know what I'm saying? Part of the system that supports the electoral college, and she ran the election based on that, you know what I'm saying? Right. So she, she signed up for that, you know. I'm going to try to right. win the electoral vote in these states. But, I mean... Is, is everybody feeling that way in, in Congress, the House, the Senate, and the House of Representatives? Everybody feel that way? You feel that that's a, a fair process and that we're too stupid to elect a president of the United States? Are we, we, are <laughs> we uh, uh, you know what I'm saying? Right. Are we too, are we too mad? Are we too crazy to elect the president of the United States? So we got to put some other crazy folks in there to elect. The President of the United States. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't, help me. George Bush uh, took us to war, right? Yeah. There was weapons of mass destruction, right? Uh-huh. There was. Uh-huh. 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 Right. Another caller. You know. You know. I mean, like, I mean, that's not that's not the work of a genius. I'm just gonna put it that way. You know what I'm saying? That's right. That's right. We have another caller too. I mean, um. See what our, li- our listener has to say. All right. All right. All right. Oh, welcome to Black Tips Plus. Hello. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah. I hear television too. All right. Yeah, but who are you? Are you the host? Hello. Okay. Good. That's good. Hello. Hello. Carl, this is Carol. Can you hear me? Yeah. I hear yeah. you. Yeah, okay. Now, my understanding when it came, <clears throat> just like you were saying, pertaining the uh, um, origin of the um, electoral vote was because they felt that the people were unable to select the um, president properly. My understanding, if I could recall when I read it back in the encyclopedia, was that as England sent people over, they emptied their prison system of all their little riffraff and sent them to the America. So the elitist people felt that these people didn't have it in them. So now you fast forward to 2016, 
where you got people who are overqualified to um, select the president. You know, they got PhDs, you know, they got all these degrees up the wazoo, and yet we still have this um, um, practice going on. Now, I don't recall, but there is a lady who's either in the Senate or the Congress who's uh, introducing a bill to get rid of the electoral vote. So you're probably going to have a... Hmm? There is a lady who's in... What'd you say? Thumbs up for that lady, whoever she is. Thumbs up. Right. She's probably going to, I'm sure it's going to meet a lot of resistance because we're now in a time period where the rich are getting richer and the poor are getting poorer. And at the top of this little chain here, these so-called elitist people, um, they like the power and they like the control, you know. And I'm sure they don't want to give that up and share it with the muckety-muck, you know, that their vote would be equal and choosing the president, you know. But those people who are out voting, even though they're saying, hmm? Those people who are out protesting and everything, saying that Trump isn't our president, they're more um, protesting the electoral vote. Not that it's going to change anything as far as 2016 election, but hopefully it should go towards the future. You know, the people need, we need to complain. We should have been complaining about this nonsense because really your vote doesn't mean anything. And then I used to always wonder, well, how how do they even choose the electoral? Who are these people? And again, you find out that these people are, uh, I'm going to quote unquote, like uh, the criminal crop, the elitist people. They don't pick your everyday Joe Blow even for electoral vote. And then. You have each individual state has their own laws govern how that electoral uh, candidate will vote. And then I think I was hearing over the years, like with the Republicans, they kept changing laws, you know, kept doing things to manipulate the electoral vote so that it would go in their favor, you know, as long as, uh, along with other things that they were doing as far as, uh, Voter um, suppression and that kind of stuff like that, you know. But as far as that goes, you know, your electoral um, votes, it's not even a straight law for any individual state. They'll change it in a minute to get what they want, you know. They need to get rid of it. It just needs to be um, abolished because it doesn't serve the people. It serves these quote-unquote um, people who call themselves the leaders, you know, the top 15% or whoever they are. You know, it's people not even top. for the people. Hmm? Right. right. Okay, that's all. The illusion of, 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 of power to the people, but actually taking the power away from the people at the same time, giving them that illusion. I think people, I, I think people know. I'm just saying because, like like Quentin said, it wasn't until he was an adult he found out. You understand what I'm saying? But even in knowing, we didn't do anything as a group of people or as far as a generation of people to change it. You understand what I'm saying? I guess we weren't irate enough about it. But I'm saying as of 2016, you have people who have looked around and said, you know what, this has got to go. Because I've never heard of anybody, or, or it could be too because I didn't really pay attention, 
introducing a bill to get rid of it. You know, it's just accepted as, it was just always accepted as this is how we vote. You know. This is how we do it. This is how we do it. But now the people are talking and the people are saying we need to get rid of it. And I feel like this, you know what? It should be what the people say. You know, you have the power. The people do have a power to change it. You do have the power to change it. Okay, well, we're going to find out because I don't see any elected uh, person throughout the years saying let's get rid of that. There should have been a whole bunch of guys. Just this one lady. It's a woman, too. It's not even a... You know, she could have been motivated because, you know, Hillary was the first woman candidate to run, you know, and should have won, you know, from her perspective, you know, popular vote, et cetera. So the person introducing this bill is the woman herself. You know, but as far as the good old boys, you can forget it. They're definitely, they don't want to give up that power. They don't want to give up that control, you know. So uh, and 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 that's what that's all about too. It's about power and control, you know. Right. They, exactly. And they they definitely don't want to give that up. They don't. They're not going to ever want to be on equal footing with the everyday Joe Blow, because then you know you're just like them. You know you bleed like them. You know you're just equal. You know. So anyway, that's all I, I had to say that if somebody was introducing a bill um, to uh, change her. I can't remember if she's a congresswoman or a senator, but she's trying to. And those people out there um, are protesting the the way we voted, you know, because when you look at it, it, it's rigged. You understand what I'm saying? Donald Trump did all that complaining during his campaigning that the election was rigged. You know, oh, it's a rig, it's a rig, it's rigged. But once he won, there was no more complaint about being rigged. Not one time did he say the election was rigged. Even though, when you look at the electoral vote and how we, how that whole process, it makes no sense. It makes sense to them because it gives them power and control. But to the everyday person. This should make no sense to you because where where did my vote go? I didn't want my vote going over there. How did it get over there? This electoral person, this electoral uh, electorate person, does not represent me. But yet my vote went there. My vote went that way. He's not not selected by you, so why would he represent you? He's not. That's what I'm saying. And you know what? Something else I heard when they were doing over the news about these electoral people. They were saying that the candidates wine and dine them. You understand what I'm saying? Right. These people are wine, they're dying, you know, they do all these things because the people want them to vote for them. Check that out. Okay. Which I thought was interesting. So so that's almost like you're buying a vote. You you understand what I'm saying? Anyway. See. I want to call everybody. For listening, and I want to remind everybody you will not to, uh, be able to stay home, brother. What we talked about tonight. You will not be able to plug in and turn on and cop out. From out allowing me to host you will the not show. be able to lose yourself on stage and skip out for beer during commercials because the revolution will not be televised. Uh, creative and 
my parents. The revolution will not be celebrated. Thank you all. The revolution all calls. will not be brought to the rock and roll program. The revolution will not and, um, I hope that we've been able to meet someone. Everybody who reached out and share information with someone else so we can all grow. Stay tuned next week. See you later. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.